Welcome everyone to another episode of Your Health Minute brought to you by Aqua Omega. And today we are going to be discussing immunity. Obviously a super important topic uh, at this time with everything that's going on in the world and the global pandemic. And with us today to discuss it is the very fabulous Dr. Olivia Rose. Thanks for joining the show today. Ooh, I like that introduction. Thank you, <laughs> Max. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump in. Can I give some sure. background? Sure. I'm a naturopathic doctor in Toronto um, with an area of focus in immune health, uh, hormonal health, both women's and men's hormonal health, uh, children's health, weight loss, uh, chronic disease prevention and fertility, uh, and skin, can't forget skin, uh, I see a lot of that. So um, yeah, I have a clinic called Rose Health Clinic in the south end of Scarborough in Toronto. Yeah, it's a beautiful clinic. I've been there myself. And you mentioned the Thank skin. You. you have a, a wonderful skin care line. I think you've you've released this That's pretty yeah. stuff. So you're you're really busy, obviously entrepreneurial. And so obviously with all that uh, kind of busyness and excitement and everything going on in the world, it's very important to take care of your immune health and your yeah. and a lot of people kind of do that too to stay healthy, stay uh, and stay fit. So maybe mm. Start by breaking it down. What uh, what does immune health mean to you, or what should people know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, immune health. Uh, the, when people come to see me as a naturopathic doctor, they're sick. You know, I've been getting sick. You know, far too much over the years, or something has shifted in their lifestyle, um, and they don't know what, and they don't know why they're getting colds and flus so, off, so often. Um, you know, I, I, they think that I'm going to go straight to, okay, you got to take this, 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 and that um, at this dose and, you know, for how long and, and that kind of thing. But I really actually go into some of the, the pillars of health first, sleep being the first one. Sleep is really important. Um, adults should be getting anywhere between seven to eight hours a night. Um, and children sometimes up to 14 hours a night, depending on what stage of development that they're in. Um, and sleep's important because it resets your immune system, it resets your metabolism, and it re resets and detoxifies your brain. Um, when you sleep and you get good quality sleep, you are releasing cytokines. And these are these small protein signaling molecules that help to tell the immune system how to behave how to react and how to act. Um, and cytokines also promote really good sleep. So we have to start with sleep. We have to work hard for our sleep, especially during times where it's incredibly stressful. Um, so you have to do what you have to do. So it's like, you know, shut down the, the devices, blacken out your room, wear a face mask, you know, try not to watch stimulating um, and terrible, you know, news items right before bed or read things that are jarring and really try to get that sleep however you have to do it because it's such an important part of um, the immune system and overall bodily function so seven eight hours is recommended how much how much are we actually or on average are people sleeping right now you know i can just kind of take uh take a look at my patient population right now i don't know what the actual stat is there like if there is a stat that's out there for canadians but i know people who are coming to see me are getting sometimes five to six hours of sleep, they're you know they're using their devices, uh, Fitbits or whatever, and they're checking uh, and they're letting me know this. And uh, even within that five to six hours that they're getting, it's it's 
it's interrupted. They're getting up to use the washroom multiple times. They're getting up and their mind is spinning about what they have to do or what they didn't do the day before. So people just aren't getting that quality okay. sleep and it's affecting them. I was going to say that. What about the quality of the sleep? So, you know, you go in, you get five, six hours, but how much of that is actually deep sleep or, or, mm. or rest sleep? And, uh, you know, how much is, uh, you know, obviously there was a lot of reports this spring and summer about alcohol consumption going through the roof and, you know, LCD yeah. record sales and things like that. So how much of that is actually impacting the quality of the sleep or even sure. you know, prescription drugs, cannabis, alcohol, whatever, whatever they're taking. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Uh, alcohol plays a huge role, has a huge impact on quality of sleep. People I say, well, I, I have the alcohol, you know, and I go to sleep just fine. And it's true. It can, it's a sedative, but it also disrupts your uh, quality of sleep. And so you might find yourself waking up early or not getting that deep sleep. Same with caffeine. People are doing more caffeine and sometimes they do it in, in concert or because of to negate the effects of, of, uh, of, the alcohol or of not sleeping that well the night before and then the morning they start their day with you know boosting their system um gassing their system with with i call it gasoline but it's it's <laughs> coffee <laughs> and um some people i mean one cup sometimes is fine for some people but when you start to get into the two and the three and the fourth cup at 2 p.m you know that can definitely disrupt your sleep um, even the people who say that they are sleeping quite well, despite drinking caffeine or any kind of caffeinated beverage, um, they're not getting good quality sleep. I know that because when we take away the, I say, okay, just trust me on this one. Let's take it away and see how you do. And we do that. And it ends up that their sleep uh, improves dramatically. What about body temperature? Does that have to play a big role? Like, I find like if I, if I take like a ice cold shower before I go to bed, I sleep so much sleep better. better. Yeah. yeah cooling the body temperature down yeah one recommendation is to sleep in a cooler room um or to sleep actually with minimal well however that can look look to you so whether it's your your you know you can open a window and get some fresh air coming through or you you turn up the ac if you have that or you sleep you know without covers or with your feet uncovered or some people sleep in the nude um, or just very minimal clothing and all of that has been said to uh help promote better sleep deep, and deeper sleep yeah yeah so, mm -hmm. where do you go next so sleep we've got the so sleep, sleep, sleep in of bed. course diet diet is also very important um and it goes without saying that a balanced diet is going to be so important for balancing and strengthening your immune system so that starts with the fruits and the vegetables the phytochemicals in your fruits and vegetables are going to release uh or, or are antioxidants um, they help to prevent or protect the, the body from free radical damage that occurs on a regular basis um, as part of the body's normal mechanisms. But the free radical damage can be also turned up by environmental insults and eating poor, uh, having poor nutritional choices. Um, those same phytochemicals, um, they uh, just help to reduce your body's if you're risk for cancer as well. So it's important to have the phytochemicals going through your system at all times. And so that's two to three servings of fruits and vegetables throughout the day. And we love right now at, at, at this time of year to have the soups. So we have a lot of soups and stews on the go, you know, carrots, sweet potato, squash. We throw some black beans, some white beans in there, um, some watercress, some deep greens, some bitter greens, and we blend that all up. And that is a fantastic meal. So my son has a cup of that every day. We have that every day as well. And we'll throw some herbs and spices, of course, for flavor, but also for their um, medicinal benefits too. So fruits and vegetables are very important. Lean protein and meats, 
Um, also very important, you have to have some lean protein in there. It doesn't have to be from meat, but um, protein breaks down into your amino acids and your amino acids form the basis and the backbone to your immune system, the proteins that are involved, the, the, the neurotransmitters that are involved, the hormones that are involved, the cells, the cellular structures that are involved in uh, protecting us from these pathogens. So it's very important to make sure you get those building blocks into your system anyway, in any way that you feel comfortable doing. Um, and then we have your whole grains. Whole grains have your magnesium, your zinc, your um, your minerals and your other vitamins that are that are also very important for strengthening the immune system. And then of course, you want to avoid things that are going to you know, dampen the immune response. So I think the first thing that comes to mind here is sugar. Mm. Sugar, when you have sugar, it stuns your immune cells. <laughs> it puts your immune cells into a coma, if you will, for mm. hours. And they just kind of like, they freeze. They cannot react. So imagine you have something sugary uh, and both you and, and another person who didn't have that sugary item go out and they're you're both exposed to the same virus your body now is going to be is going to lag behind with respect to the immune response it's going to take longer to mount an immune response and you're going to have a more severe and vicious um cold or flu than the person whose immune cells were primed and ready to go because they didn't have that sugary item that dampened the immune response so sugar is a no-no <laughs> or great point i just thought of something when you were saying that and i'm thinking about all the parents that feed their their kids those very sugary cereals before they kind of send them oh off for school in the morning yeah. and your little bellies up and so it sounds like we're 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 kind of shocking the immune system and then we're sending them into school and you know especially this time of year when we're getting into that cold and flu season there's kind of all kinds of runny noses running around and right. so you're suppressing their immune system to start the day that sounds awful it's horrible exactly and that's exactly what it does and the first thing they do is they walk into the classroom and they're exposed to all the germs and they're more at risk you know, to contracting right. something. So, um, and then uh, finally, with respect to, well, there's two things. I mean, there's stress. You want to balance stress, keep stress at bay, do all the things that you need to do, uh, whether it's exercise, increase those endorphins, you know, get that good sleep, um, you know, eat well, uh, you know, talk to your friends and family, counselors, reach out uh, to people if you're going through a hard time as best as you can, um, as much as you can to to help with with your mood and, and stress. And then lastly would be, um, there are some things, of course, that I would prescribe and recommend people take. So I myself, I'm always taking vitamin C, I'm always taking zinc, both of which um, help to reduce the duration of that cold or flu if you contract one. There's a, there's a lot of, there's a few strong studies showing and pointing into the, to that direction so that um, you can, if you know, if I get a cold or flu today, if I'm exposed to something that's very virulent, um, I should get over that cold or flu two to day, two, two, two days, one to two days faster than someone with the same virus, right? And that's a lot, you get your life back. You know, you get, get to go back to work, you get to do those things and get to expose less people um, as well. Um, and then vitamin D. Uh, all Canadians, anyone who lives in the Northern Hemisphere needs to get their vitamin D checked. I have all my, my patients check their vitamin D levels at least once a year, usually around this time, and then once again in sort of the middle of winter sometime, uh, January, February, just to make sure that you're getting your levels in between 120 to 150 nanomoles per liter, 120 to 150. At that level, you are going to stave off the majority of chronic diseases, um, 
viruses, uh, brain uh, issues and concerns, uh, dementia, Alzheimer's. Um, so you really want to maintain your levels at that uh, at that range between 120 and 150 year round. Uh, so vitamin D is is what's the average? Where are people get when they're getting tested? What are they coming in at? Like 60 below, either either deficient or insufficient. So that could be like 70, 75, 76. So I don't know what that translates into into uh, in terms of um, American numbers, U.S. numbers, but here it's it's like that, and it's just uh, it's it's too low, way well, way too low. Yeah. So a few things you said that stood out, like, I mean, the exercise thing, that sounds like that's so important. Personally, for me, I find like any time that we're super busy or that there's like any time I can find balance and exercise. And every time I'm exercising, I sleep so much better. It kind of get outside, you do some extra, you know, you, you want to go to bed earlier and you wake up early, you just feel significantly better. You're also yeah. less likely to want to indulge in those kind of like, you know, yeah. bad or kind of like you know the, those comfort foods because you're just feeling so good naturally from yeah. from exercising um and then the diet you know I, I guess i guess the way we've always thought or the way it's been explained to me in the past is just you want to try to uh, achieve that kind of like alkaline state right where the kind of disease can't really kind of breathe and thrive and if you put yourself mm -hmm. into an acidic state then it kind of just flourishes and you're feeding it same thing with the sugar is just going to feed whatever's going on so um right. Where do we go? So we got the diet and checked after that, and then we're moving. We got on. the omega threes. All right. Oh, we got the omega threes, and this is an interesting one because people like don't uh, correlate. Uh, they don't relate omega threes to immune system so much, right? They think omega threes. They think heart disease prevention. They they think triglyceride reduction, uh, cholesterol, you know, reduction. They think brain mood. They never think about uh, omega three fatty acids, and they play. They do. They do quite well for our immune system in many ways. Um, in general, the biggest thing is that omega three fatty acids they will reduce systemic inflammation. So if you are inflamed and your body's trying to like put out fires like all over the place, uh, you it yourself like, right? most of the time, like, right? Inflicted inflammation, yeah. Right. So if you're trying to be, you know, putting out all these fires everywhere, then when you get exposed to a virus or bacteria or some kind of pathogen, then there's just like less immune system to like fight those things and fight them very well and efficiently. So this is how I explain to my patients anyway, um, give them this visual that you want to keep your immune system prime. You want to reduce anything that's going to, um, you know, take things out of balance. Um, and you want to give yourself the best chance to fight these, these types of, of infections. So you want to reduce systemic inflammation. Um, you want to also take omega-3s because they help to balance or increase the, the fluidity of your, your cellular membranes. So they embed themselves in each of your cell membrane structures. And that's very important for T cell activation. And T cells are a very important part of the immune system that are part of the adaptive immune response. Um, and so you want them to work efficiently because they, they work on a delayed immune response. Um, so when you're exposed to a pathogen, T cells, you know, they, they will uh, be signaled to produce antibodies to fight that pathogen. But if the membrane isn't fluid enough and you're not releasing those cytokines uh, to signal properly, then your T cells are going to be lagging. They're not going to mount that immune response as efficiently as they should. 
So you want to do that. You want to make sure that you keep that in mind as well. And then, of course, omega-3 fatty acids are, are responsible for um, hugely for, for the signaling, for the cytokine and chemokine uh, signaling reactions that take place. Um, so if you, once again, are, are, are signaling, your signaling cell, your signaling proteins are down or they're not being released as, as quickly or, or as efficiently as they should be, then you're, you're blunting your immune response. You're, you're lessening your immune response and you can get more sick. So, so that's three ways. Um, there's probably bring it, way bring it a lot more. Yeah, we say that all the time too. It's like there's so many things omega threes can do for you, but really, it sounds like you're you're reducing inflammation, so your 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 immune system is more ready to fight any kind of virus or pathogen that you might come into contact with. Right. You're responding to it quicker, and you're producing the uh, the antibodies to fight it off significantly faster as well, which is really, really important. And I've seen it yeah. personally. Like I know, you know, I take a ton of omega-3s, but my kids is where I see it the most because, you know, they're, they're both kind of, you know, one's in grade one and the other one's in senior, uh, in, um, in daycare. But mm -hmm. when they, like last year, and it was a bad year for the flu last year and colds, mm -hmm. And they would catch a cold and, you know, some other classmates would miss like an entire week or there's like, mm -hmm. I would say like they had like a, a mini like adult immune system. It, they would like, instead of taking the full week or 10 days and not just that for kids where I've seen it, the, the most, it wouldn't blow into like a full blown chest cold and like, you know, just right. progress because they would yeah. start to fight it off significantly faster. So within two to three days, you know, they're, they're, and we, you know, we give them their vitamin C and a multivitamin and as well, but like they, they're fighting this cold off so much faster that it doesn't have a yeah. chance to progress into like a full blown pneumonia right. or anything like that. And so for us as like, I obviously you never want to see your kids sick, but as mm -hmm. for, for myself and my wife as parents, that's huge. Cause like, yeah. like they're getting better significantly faster, but we're also not up all night with, you know, we'll do whatever, it ha whatever you have to do, but we're not up all night with them and kind mm -hmm. of like dealing with the, this cold that's kind of fully blown up. So right. yeah. I, I'm with you. I've seen it. it I've helps the whole family <laughs> when it's everyone totally, is well, right? Yeah, like when everyone's well, it, it's key for for everyone. So, uh, so yeah. So now we've got the mega threes in check. What's what are we stepping to next? Well, that's all I got. <laughs> no, I mean, there's, there's always more. But um, those are the basics for me. Those are really the basics. I could go on and on, but um, you want to make sure that you have your micronutrients in check, that you have the pillars of health in check. You're getting that sleep, all the things that, that we talked about. And, uh, you know, I can go into herbs. There's, um, you know, there's certain herbs that I love for the immune system. I love thyme, for example. These are now like more so like treating. So, you know, helping you to get over things faster. Um, you can, you know, I, I often may have patients either do a thyme tincture um or a uh i even did skin made skincare out of time that's how much i love it so much mm -hmm. um but i'll have people make a thyme tea um how people make you know take some We're honey are we substituting the coffees for tea at this point because like we it, are it, yeah it, especially the caffeine because this time yeah. it's not necessarily like i myself i'll get caught up in that sometimes too i'm like ah oh, like it was just it's a little humid a little chilly it's like i've already had a coffee mm -hmm. in the morning but it's like i just want a warm beverage yeah so, yeah. so it sounds like this is a great substitute. So this is where you can do, yeah, you can do, you know, there's a plethora of wonderful herbal teas out there that have wonderful medicinal qualities, whether it be that you are anxious during the day, I'll say do a lavender. People don't realize you can take lavender buds and make a tea out of that. It's lovely. Lavender um, with some chamomile and some honey. 
um, is so oh, wonderful. It's it's good. so yummy. Yeah, um, there's a brand out there that makes a wonderful tea, but you can often just you know get the lavender petals yourself and just make make it brew a nice tea. I do that when if I know I'm kind of up here and kind of just really angst or I have a lot going on, I just like, got to bring it down a live. So I'll just you know get <laughs> get a, get a tea and like I'll just kind of take some deep breaths and take a moment. Even the act of making the tea is so wonderful, right? Like it takes you're taking five minutes for yourself to boil water. During that five minutes, I tell patients, you know, take some deep breaths, ground yourself, feel your feet on the ground, you know, take some deep breaths, make your tea, go back to your desk, sit down, take some more deep breaths, drink your tea, you know, and that can be just a wonderful resetting point middle of the day, just to get up and and do some stretches and, and make your tea, right? And a wonderful act of self-care. And it's those little things that make a big difference for me anyway, because there's no oh. other time. Yeah, we spent some time just going outside trail walking with the kids this weekend and just kind of just being out in nature like that it just yeah. feels so good you could just you come back you feel so so much more energized and just right relaxed and yeah yeah get that oxygen in there feels nice to do that especially with the, the shorter days and the colder months ahead take right. it now so yeah so uh, yeah well that sounds like uh you know diet sleep exercise omega-3s and uh, yeah the uh, vitamins and we'll be able to get this under in check. That's um, right. What about, what? Are, what is the biggest thing people are doing that are compromising it aside from sleep and alcohol? Um, sleep, alcohol, I'd say, well, the diet thing. People are just, the COVID diet is just pretty rough right now. People are really um, hampering themselves with- Comfort foods or they're just convenience? It's, or it's, yeah, I think it's like junk foods. It's comfort foods. It's convenience foods that people are not wanting to go, you know, to the grocery store as often as they would typically do that, understandably. And then, you know, they're just not, they're not making good quality meals, you know, it's like- are we just eating out of boredom or, or? And then there's that too. People are eating because they are bored. They want to be social, but they can't. And so they're just eating really bad foods. Um, they are, you know, people are suffering from depression right now. Let's face it, people are depressed. People are anxious. They don't know what's ha going to be happening next um, with, with respect to COVID-19 and, and everything, uh, their job security, you know, sick family members, like people are, people are suffering right now. So um, they're eating too, right? Like people, yeah, people are just stressed out and they're just seeking kind of like that comfort yeah. Foods. Exactly. Yeah. If you're if you're used to having a routine and being at the at you know at work or at the office or be even traveling and yeah. all of a sudden now you're at home all the time and you're just kind of constantly reaching into that cover. You know, there's that joke that COVID v fifteen, but mm -hmm. does weight have an impact on your your immune weight? system? Yeah. Weight? Yeah. Um, the more overweight you are, the more your immune system um, doesn't function as well as it should. Um, the more your immune system is, uh, you know, the more vitamin D you require compared to the rest of the population. Um, so definitely important to, so usually I have people who um, are overweight or obese, they're taking far more vitamin D than um, someone that is, is not. And so testing is really important there to make sure. Um, so yeah, I think the other thing I was going to mention is the, the inactivity right now um, is is an issue. Like the people who are just not, we're talking about how important activity is, but um, there's so many people that I'm just getting back to the basis. Like let's let's get back to 
taking the 10,000 steps a day, you know, working up to that again. Um, and if you don't get those 10,000 steps in, you know, throw on some music at the end of the night and just start moving or pick up the vacuum and like just start getting some steps in that way. And, you know, if you're concerned that you're not, you'll have the time, you have other things that you need to be doing. So just get moving. You need to keep circulation going and you need to keep yourself healthy that way because circulation is so important um, for just overall health and well-being. So, um, so that, that I would say would be, uh, a factor. What else can I tell you? Oh, um, bacteria, right? So I didn't talk about probiotics, but probiotics are also, um, a, a key, um, part of the immune system and the way it functions. So your gut bacteria, um, they, and there's other microorganisms there. We often just talk about the bacteria. They are responsible for producing certain vitamins nutrients um, for producing short chain fatty acids that are signaling molecules in themselves they signal to the brain um, and also uh, the bacteria they help the, to, to kind of teach the immune system um, how to how to respond to 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 foreign invaders um, and how not to respond as well so um, you know when we think about autoimmunity I often go right to the gut bacteria making sure that the gut bacteria is is um, functioning properly you have enough so take a probiotic or having fermented foods um, could be a really important uh, part of the treatment plan. What about leaky gut? Like there's obviously everybody's hearing about leaky gut and kind of mm -hmm. like uh, how that's compromising. Maybe just really quick break that down because I'm sure poor diet, sedentary behavior, excessive yeah. alcohol consumption is kind of causing a lot of leaky gut. So break that mm -hmm. down. Yeah. Yeah. Me. So for sure, because, um, you know, our uh, gut um, and that's kind of a part of the probiotics and the good bacteria because they actually help to keep those junctions in between uh, your cells tight so that things aren't leaking through and causing reactions. Um, so yeah, so leaky gut can occur for uh, many different reasons. It could be poor nutritional choices throughout your life. It could be stress factors. It could be a, a antibiotic use. Um, that's sometimes one of the things that shows up what about abuse of like non-sterile anti-inflammatories like your Advil, Tylenol? Because we hear a lot of that people dealing with a lot of inflammation, kind yeah. of abusing of these, and it can it can have an impact on your stomach lining. Yeah, for sure, especially the the Advils and like the non-sterile anti-inflammatory medications because um, they can reduce your stomach acid. Um, you know, they can disrupt that. And that's one of your first lines of defense. So you want to make sure that works the, the is it the Cox one and Cox, the two different types of enzymes. And one is actually designed to protect your stomach lining. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't, it's failing me which one is which right now. But one of the blocks, so, it blocks the one for pain, but it also blocks the one that kind of protects your stomach lining. And then yeah. kind of increases that because there's a ridiculous stat. It's, it's I want to say something like, 100,000 people a year die from abuse of non-sterile. Does that sound high? Oh, wow. That's, that's it's a really, lot. Yeah. Because yeah. gut that leads into like... Kind well, of abuse of, well, abuse of medications is a really, is really a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, in a lot of ways, like when you're not getting to the root of something and you're just taking medications to like numb and, the symptoms yeah. and yeah, put a Band-Aid on top, it can lead to a lot of, of issues. It's the same thing with like what I was saying, the antibiotic use. So when yeah. you're taking these types of medications, sometimes a lot of them at the same time, 
you're wreaking havoc on so many different systems. So like I was saying, like your stomach is the beginning, like your mouth and your stomach, like that's, you know, you're, you're exposed to uh, bacteria that way and viruses all the time. And if your stomach acid isn't working, you know, the way it should, um, whether it's not producing enough or it's overproducing, um, you're going to, you know, miss out on an opportunity to, to, to kill off some of the both the foreign invade invaders through your gastrointestinal tract. Um, so you really need to make sure that that you have, you know, you have adequate amounts of that good back that not sorry, the um the stomach acid and it's operating in the, the right way. And then when you go from there down to the gut, the same thing. If you don't have enough of your good bacteria um, functioning, you know, the way it should, um, then you don't you're missing a part of your immune system. You're missing uh, a physical uh, action of the the good bacteria is that they help to outcrowd the the bad bacteria that that comes through and so if you don't have enough of that good bacteria then you have the bad bacteria that's hanging onto the walls of your cells and uh, they're going to start to you know invade and and create toxins Pre and make you really sick and and prevent absorption from the healthy kind of mineral exactly yeah so so yeah so there's that um the the bacteria and other medications um you know other drugs as well um can you know really be um tough on your liver uh, some of those pain medications as well, right? That you mentioned. And when you have, you're taking medications that are tough on your liver, you're also missing out on a part of your immune system that functions to help with the detoxification, to help re reduce the burden of what your body has to deal with on, on a day-to-day -day basis with respect to pathogens and toxins and stuff like that. So if your liver is not functioning optimally, if you're dealing with fatty liver disease or, you know, your liver enzymes are a little elevated or you're having too much alcohol and caffeine and, you know, and then your liver is not functioning properly, then you're, you're going to end up with, um, you know, just putting more burden on your entire immune system and having it have to work harder. How important is it in your view to, to let your body act if you do catch an infection or to let your body fight it off on its own? Cause like, I find like we're such a, a pill popping kind of like mentality. Mm -hmm. I get sick and this happened to me personally going back like five or six years, mm -hmm. I would get kind of chronic sinus infections. And to the point where I could just call my doctor and she would phone in the prescription. She retired. There was a new guy and I called it in and he's like, no. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? No. And he's like, no, drink a bunch of water and <laughs> you need to fight this off on your own. You keep getting this recurring infection because you haven't built up the antibodies to kind of fight it off. You just keep yeah. kind of taking these antibiotics. And, right. and so I was not happy about it, but I fought it. <laughs> you know, it took me like probably 10 days to kind of fully get rid of it. But yeah. I have one again since then i mean knock on wood right. yeah and, and so it just has to go through that but yeah get better right away for sure and yeah we're that kind of society right you want it now but there's a fine balance there right there's a fine balance i tell my patients it's like you support yourself you encourage your body to do what it needs to do like what your doctor said i mean I think that was a really good call you know fluids and eating well and take the vitamins and nutrients you need and all those pillars we talked about um but then you also have to remember that for some for some types of infections um you don't want to go too too long and there have been a handful of cases where it's like you know what this is not working for you doing it this way. So yeah, you you should get uh, probably see your medical doctor and and get some other types of treatment. We can still do this, but this is going far too long and I don't want other things to happen. But I think for the most part, it's like definitely, you don't wanna jump to doing an antibiotic or a pain medication if you can 
try to deal with things naturally, um, especially because when you do the recurring, when you have the recurring infections and you're doing antibiotics over and over again, you're hammering and hammering your gut microbiome and you're killing right. off your good bacteria and that actually makes you more susceptible to the same infection and also to yeast infections and to overgrowth of other nasty microorganisms that you don't want to be overgrowing in your gut right so and then you end up with a leaky gut and then you end up with you know like diarrhea all the time and and other types of uh of gastrointestinal problems that then i have to help help people like build back and like support um, the health of again. So yeah, I agree. I think definitely there is something to be said for you being able to fight off things naturally and just guiding and supporting your body with all the things, right? Um, you know, the sleep, the good diet, all of that. And then we love naturopathic medicine. Like we, we just, yeah. it's like the whole in like the whole body approach kind of not just treating the, 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 the symptom, but getting down to the root cause the root. and really finding what's actually causing you to get sick or why you keep getting sick like you mentioned people coming in and it's like it's not an issue until it's an issue but the best kind of medicine is the the preventative medicine and if you can feed your body what it needs you're not only yeah. going to feel better but you're going to be way way better prepared to tackle something if you do 100 happen so what about the spread just real quick before we can go because i i hear this all the time and my mom was like when i was a kid was like don't touch your face don't touch your face wash your hands do all these things and like you're hearing that more and more and like you know people used to think i was paranoid but like you know i kind of even as a kid i you know wipe my if i had to itch my nose i would itch it with my sleeve or something like that you know so mm -hmm. any tips and tricks there aside from just washing the hands good anti anti yeah uh... mm -hmm. um all of that i'm i'm that mom right now like my son <laughs> likes to likes to press the elevator button and then he's like rubbing his eyes and like i think he has a right. little bit of of allergies we have to deal with and it's just like no stop <laughs> don't do it <laughs> so i'm that mom but yeah it's like all that stuff it's it's washing your hands like it's it's the basic things washing your hands and you know the the coughing this way and the sneezing that way and like you know giving the elbow for the handshake and yeah all that stuff. right it, it, you're gonna catch a cold it's gonna be through your nose but it's most of the time isn't it through your eyes or your ears or like all these kinds yeah, of all of these these are all different these are all these different orifices are ways that you can definitely uh catch uh, any kind of infection so you don't want to be rubbing your eyes you don't want to be touching your nose any of that stuff um so yeah, yeah. so wash your hands wash wear your hands. in public and stay yeah. safe take showers and, yeah wash your clothes all that good stuff yeah well, really appreciate you having on the show. Always super insightful. Um, awesome. Thanks for having me. Really going to benefit from hearing these things and kind of stop taking things for granted and hopefully stop taking their health for granted and, and take yeah. the, the right steps to, to optimize that immune system to be ready to, to handle whatever life throws at it. That's right. A true immune system starts with you. So, yeah, do all the things. Do all the things. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Thank you.